0: welcome back my name is chris mr president
1: i'm andy and i'm steve mr
0: president and this is streaming things the only podcast we're pretty sure that brings you the best the brightest the strangest the sexiest film and tv shows available to stream right from your home in an ocean of streaming networks (laughs) I almost. (laughs) Vying for your attention, we are your lighthouse, your beacons of broadcast, your curators of content. Yeah, you could just say an ocean of streamable content. I could. Let's make it that. I could just fucking do my job Mm. and do it well. But no, but What is
1: written on the page?
0: Nothing. Oh, well, then say whatever you want. The
2: <laughs> pin is mightier than the sword, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. The I'll take the penis mighty.
0: mightier. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing SNL S&O Jeopardy impressions off air <laughs> for the last 10 minutes. And it continues. Very excited to bring this episode to your eel hole, oh, ear holes. Ear holes. <laughs> ear holes. I just turned into a four-year-old version of myself. <laughs> My feet are pigeon-toed. I'm waddling around. Just playing with Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diddling. <laughs>
1: I saw a short film where it was a a dad playing the Where's the baby? Where he's like closing his eyes, classic. Where's the baby? permanence joke. And then he finally opens his eyes, and the baby literally is missing. So then, but the sketch continues where like all the parents are like showing up on scene and like Where's the baby?
3: Where's the baby? And like the scene is like we're looking for
1: the baby. Like everyone's just talking like that. (laughs) Like it
2: cuts to a news broadcast. Yep, the baby missing.
1: (laughs) The baby is still missing. We don't know where he is.
0: They stole that from the witch, though. Robert Eggers actually did that. Remember? Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Anya Taylor Joy's character is doing that, and then when she uh, looks away, comes back, the baby's gone.
1: For a second, I was like, I completely missed that part where every character in the witch was like, "Where did the baby go?
3: (laughs) It's Black Phillip." (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's the director's cut it's black philip was <laughs> that was the goat's name right yeah i think oh, yeah. so was it a goat yes some sort of hooved
0: animal <laughs> some sort of cloven hooved animal <laughs> you know it could have been a lamb There's, that's satanic too yeah the lamb of god like the like the band mm-hmm. any on. the goat of satan that's true it is typically a goat
1: satan's gecko I thought
0: you were going to say Satan is the goat.
1: (laughs) I was going to say no. Tom Brady's the goat. Yeah,
0: it's true. But right under that.
1: (laughs) What are we having? Run her up,
0: goat. (laughs) Where are we going with this? I'm enjoying this. I tell you what, guys, I've listened to a bunch of movie podcasts to kind of feel out the competition, right? Because I know in the intro I say that we're the only ones we're pretty sure, but... The, just to pull the curtain back a little bit for the listeners, I know that there are many film guests. So I've been listening also, to. Also, Chris is a liar. <laughs> yeah, that's just to pull the curtain back. I'm a liar. So I, you know, I checked out a few, and um, they're they're not great. Like obviously, the big ones, they're they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who are very famous on other um, platforms. Uh, I'm not going to name any names because I'm not a dick. And I was just out of curiosity, just kind of checking them out, and I got to say. What we do here on streaming things, it takes a little practice. It takes some polish. And I know I'm constantly berating the show. There's a lot of self-deprecating humor because we try to remain humble. Right. But the truth of the matter is, I'm well aware that we're awesome. That we lick tits. And some people aren't uh, great. And uh, hats off to Steven. Uh, But a lot of people aren't very good at uh, the sound mixing, the sound editing. They don't have the proper microphones, perhaps. So it's it's sometimes even hard to 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 hear hear them. (laughs) I'm not talking about the content of what they're saying. Just the overall structure of the podcast needs a lot of work, right? So I'm proud of what we do here. Anyway, I will move on. Whack feel up. Whack fill up. Whack up. So today's episode is going to be exciting. Uh, we're, we're all eagerly anticipating the premiere of The Batman. And I don't know. I guess they haven't heard from uh, Sean Parker. He didn't tell him yet that it's cleaner without the the. So, for now, it's going to be called The Batman. You either call him Batman or The Goddamn Batman. Mm. Drop the the. It's cleaner. Uh, So, in anticipation of that, we're going to rank all of the live-action Batman films that have been released up to this point. So, we're not going to include the Lego Batman movie or his appearance in the regular Lego movie. Cause we all know those are top of the list. We're not going to be talking about mask of the phantasm or killing joke or any of the dozens of animated Batman films that have been released. Uh, just live action only. So we're talking Tim Burton. We're talking Joel Schumacher and we're talking Christopher
1: Nolan. And that guy who did Batman versus Superman. Was that Snyder? I yes. believe so. Yeah. That guy, you know, <laughs> Zach, are we going to include
0: Justice League in this? No, no. Okay, I'm thinking standalone Batman films just to make it cleaner. Okay, you know what I mean. So I think I think that leaves eight films up to be ranked. We'll be doing that in the main event. Force you know, of course, we'll do some some crossing streams and things like that before we get to that point. I want to start off right by right off the bat. It's very important to me. It was a bat joke.
1: <laughs> oh, yes! nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat,
0: I want to thank uh, all of you listeners. For, you know, week in, week out, giving us your attention, your time. You can email us at any time by writing into StreamingThingsPod at gmail.com. That's StreamingThingsPod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at StreamThingPod. You can follow me personally at C. Michael Writes. That's Writes is in what Shakespeare does. You can follow Andy.
2: At Andy Most Days. And Shakespeare also is usually William
1: Most Days. That's true. Also related to the Shakespeare. And Steve. <sighs> At Steve May 13 and as we all know, Shakespeare could probably count to 13. That's true. I think he wrote 13 plays. Mm, There you go. It's 50-something, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Just short.
0: Yeah, but divided by four. (laughs) Obviously, 13. (laughs) And also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon to get exclusive content that only cool people get. You can go to patreon.com slash streaming things. That's patreon.com slash streaming things. And subscribe at a variety of
1: tiers. Mm-hmm. That's T-I-E-R-S. You can listen to the bonus episode, which which just dropped this week on a night's tale. That's true. You can you could listen to that. Yeah. And also you can vote on
0: future polls. There's a lot of polls on there for those people that like those things. So that's a, something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Steve, why don't you drop some some gratitude on our current
1: grassroots movement? Early adopter Patreon subscribers. All right, these maverick renegades, I would like to thank (laughs) Kyle. I would like to thank Elo, Sarah, Jimmy, Daniel, Katie. Thank you, Cake. Thank you, Cake. Thank you, Cake. Enza, Carrie, Carmelita. And last but not least, Phil, the innovator of Patreon streaming things. Phil. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The first one, some spec on his name. Phil, I don't know how I feel about Phil these days. Yeah, Phil was throwing some shade towards you guys. Uh, Major. Mm. So la- last week we had the President's Day Jeopardy and uh, Phil was texting me all week about how infuriating uh, <laughs> listening to that episode was because he was screaming Mary Todd Lincoln at the top of his lungs at his phone. <laughs> Turns out so was TikTok. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: <laughs> so it's not like everybody knows who Mary Todd Lincoln is, okay? I had a public education, okay? Okay. So did I. Did you know who Mary Todd Lincoln was? Yeah. Prior he, to meeting he, Phil? He,
1: yeah. I think I probably <laughs> told Phil about Mary Todd. <laughs> you can't prove that. Me and MTL go back way deep, you know? <laughs> MTL. She was on
0: TRL. <laughs> our, our number three video Mary Todd. <laughs> there need to be more. four score and seven years ago.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's beautiful.
0: That's that's the Lincoln pop song for anyone that didn't get it. That's free. I always cool. like to think of new listeners like this is their first episode ever, and like at some point in the beginning they're gonna. God, they they really love cake specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it's an insult to the other Patreon subscribers, <laughs> and we just breeze past it. We never explain it. I don't even remember why we do that. I
1: don't either. To be it honest, it was it was is one of the first times we gave Patreon shout out to Andy was doing guitar riffs to everyone's names oh was that uh that was
0: a cream in an episode uh, right yeah
1: and and what and what andy kind of belted out was so goddamn funny just off the comfort of cake thank you cake <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it goes back to alcohol It's yes, the roots basically. of loving cake so much the, the root, root of
1: a lot of things in life mm-hmm. and, and a lot right? of things on streaming things yeah. most of the thing
2: good music in this world
0: uh, also, you can dial. And most people don't know this. this is a super, a super, uh, what's the word? Exclusive thing that you can do. You can call in to the show and leave a voicemail that we can play on air with your permission, or just listen to if you aren't comfortable with that. And you can dial eight five nine seven five seven four zero five
3: when. When,
0: uh, that's correct we, we also in america we got a, a voicemail this this week didn't we we did one that we'd like to share we did yeah drop it on us steve
3: hey guys this is uh steven i haven't called you in like forever yeah it's been a bit so uh a little behind on the episodes and whatnot but uh Listen to the last few and realize how much I missed you guys. Um, just finished the time loop one, and I had to say that uh, Fringe had a really good time loop episode. Um, I don't know if you, any of you guys see Fringe, but uh my hot take is that it's better than X-Files, and I've gotten into uh, many an argument about that. But a really, really good, probably the best episode of Fringe is a time loop. Uh, really emotional, and it's kind of like a a magic trick of an episode when the ending comes. Uh, at least I didn't see it coming. So uh really, really good. Uh, aside from that, yeah, keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, season four, Stranger Things, coming out soon. Can't wait. And can't wait to listen to you guys talk about it. Peace out.
0: Thank you so much, Stephen V. Such a huge supporter of our show, and I love and Stephen the Fifth. And our 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 patri- our uh, excuse me, our voicemail. I mean, he's really single handedly keeping that fucking thing going. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and he's right. I I didn't mention it in the time loop episode, but he but Fringe is really really great, and it does have an amazing time loop. Uh, I own
0: seasons one through six, really, of, of Fringe on Blu-ray. Because I bought Steve's entire collection. (laughs) So I'd never seen a single episode. Um, It's really good. I watched like
2: the first season. I thought he was saying friends on there and so I'm like
0: <laughs> I'm friends at a really good time loop episode when Rachel like, comes back you're and such
2: a Monica <laughs> I was like racking my well I, I've never watched like more than an episode or two of Friends but I'm like oh my god did they start going there with that show <laughs> dude That's the last season of Friends badass. gets wild <laughs> so have you seen Fringe Andy yeah like the first season I think uh, it's it's really good It's basic, I think it's another uh, J.J. Abrams created show Yeah.
1: Um, Or at least he's a producer Kurtzman, whatever those two guys are, those jabronis.
0: So, Steve, you owned all seasons on Blu-ray. That's a huge Mm. commitment for a television show. You must have loved it. I did. Do you agree
1: that it's better than the X-Files? I think. Yeah. I mean, I I, to be honest, I don't really have a personal stake in either or I've never finished all of X-Files for personal reasons. Uh, I'm scared of little green men, mm. but uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> as is David Duchovny.
1: But uh, but no, I think French is really, really great. It, it's it's basically a really, really good modern day take on X-Files. Why well, I say modern day. It's like, what, 10 years old, 15 years old at this yeah, point. Right. Like that. So I would like to check it out and I have access to it. So and, I think I uh, Denethor is in it. John, oh, really? John Noble is the. Uh, wacky scientist, cocaine addled brain scientist from the 70s. Who's like not all there anymore. And he's just he has great lines like who wants some cocaine?
0: Like. <laughs> Does he eat grapes? Because I can't stomach that again. Oh, that's the most v- v- gory scene in cinema. No, it, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, when Stephen V brought up another great point, we forgot to talk about it last week. We actually finally we're gifted a, a carrot on a stick from the Duffer Brothers, and uh, got some info as to what's going on with the the Stranger Things franchise the the thing that gave this podcast life and has been off the air for almost I, I think it'll be two and a half years, almost three years. Dude, it's, it's been so
1: long. I was like, the who? Oh yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it'll it'll have been three years because I think twenty nineteen. Was, uh, when season three dropped that and it'll be, insane. and this season will drop in or the first volume. Vulcan. of the season drops in may right it's may 25th it's been long enough may 27th 27th I,
0: I think to give the fans like the kind of expertise and 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 immersion that they expect from this show as far as stranger things content i'm gonna have to binge watch the first three seasons again mm-hmm. for sure even though i've seen them three times i don't think it's gonna be enough i know not because that we're professionals we can't be like oh what's his face from the one scene
1: we have to know right for sure mr clark yeah. Does he, can he still get I, it? I would never forget his name. <laughs> can he still get it? He can Does definitely he still, get still get it. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Certainly. So drop some knowledge on us, guys. What what research have you come up with as far as the, uh, the new Stranger Things info? Uh,
2: so we know that it's being dropped in two batches, a la Ozark. I think the mm-hmm. that second batch is about to drop. Um, so volume one is coming May 27th, and then volume two is coming uh, shortly thereafter, July 1st. Which I like that. I think that it is a good happy medium for yes. the streaming format. It's a good compromise. I hate it that when a really great show comes out and like it just all comes out at once. And it's like everybody just watches it as fast as they can so they can avoid spoilers and then like it's just gone from the culture at that point and it's really sad. I like when things have time to stew and I can come up with theories and we can talk and we when we are having a, a conversation, in the podcast, it's not just us in our self-created vacuum trying to avoid uh, everybody else and, you know, getting. Getting things ruined for us, like the only conversation that we get to have with these kind of shows are between us when we're literally sitting down to record in between each episode. Right. So I like the idea of having a little bit of time to breathe in between them. I would prefer that they even just do like uh, some streaming networks are doing like give the first three episodes or so and then. You know, weekly, weekly after that, I'm fine with that, too. Just
0: as long as it's not all. I'm also sad when there's no more after the third one, though, <laughs> right? because you're used to the streaming model. Like when Peacemaker dropped all three episodes on the first day and I was loving it. And then I was like, I have to wait a week. <laughs> no, week. <wake! laughs> I've waited years for this Stranger Things, though. And it, it's easier on us as a podcast, too, because, I mean, a lot of people don't know, you know, what we do, a lot of coverage around each season. And in order to do it the way that we want to. Uh, We live on the East Coast, so Eastern Standard Time, and so uh, the episodes don't drop until 3 a.m. where we're at. So in order to do the show the way that we do it, we have to meet up at 3 a.m., watch the first episode. Then record a you know an hour, hour and a half discussion about it, then go watch the second episode, and then we talk about it and we do and it's exhausting in order to keep up with the listeners, because you know, you're gonna watch it so fast if you're gonna be interested in the podcast at all. That's the only prayer that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, at least that was our thinking the you know, the first three years that we did this show. So this will be a little more, there'll be some time to rest betwixt the two parts of season four. (laughs) <laughs> and we honestly don't know yet, like what it's really going to entail. So
2: they said they, in addition to putting out the poster and the two dates drops, they gave us a little bit of deets. We know there's thousands of visual effects guys. That's uh, pretty exciting. um There's nine scripts, uh eight hundred pages, and a runtime almost twice the length of any other season. So nine scripts would have you believe nine episodes, but. With eight, a runtime, really is long episodes double. Yeah, the, what every, every other season has been what like eight episodes or maybe nine, eight or nine. Yeah, uh, so yeah, are we gonna get like eight or nine hour and a half episodes or are we gonna That'd be get, amazing? Are we gonna get two nine hour halves? True, you know what I mean? Or nine episode halves. Are we gonna get like an 18
0: episode season? do they break things up? We don't know.
3: <laughs> we don't we, know yet.
0: No, well, typically they release the names of the episodes sometime in advance. So maybe in April or so we'll get some episode titles. And then of course we'll know how many episodes, but it's very exciting stuff. I have the full confidence in the Duffer brothers ability to bring this baby home. Oh we, yeah. We forgot. Did we say yet? I was going to say the five the, season thing an ultimate season. Yes. So there's going to be five seasons of stranger things total. And, and the benefit of having had three years uh, on the production of season four is Is that uh, for me, I think Andy feels differently. Andy's always got some hot takes. He's a very smart guy. I'm dumb. (laughs) But I, I think it's safe to say for me that season one is the best and, you know, I like to attribute that to, you know, the decade of preparation that they had prior mm. to that. And then it's the quick, mm. oh, no, we're the sophomore slump. Oh, we got to do this. So we got to figure out how to top it. You know, sequels always have the issue of how do we do what they love,
1: but different, but bitter, but, oh man, you know. And Depending so- on the day, I go back and forth on season one and season three being the best. Yeah, I see- I love season, season three. three. I, I did
0: was. love season three. Andy, that's your favorite. Yeah. Yep. And that's
1: not a slide on season two. That's just season two is like, just half a step, not as good as season one, Yeah, but it's still great for sure. I've loved every season, but
0: I, I guess what I'm getting at is that having had the extra couple of years to really think about where they want this story to, to, to work toward mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all of the pre-production and stuff that they needed and just really milk it and use it for what it's worth. I'm excited to, to get some like new heights to what they're able to do.
2: It's great. Millie Bobby Brown
0: just turned 18 the other day. That's how long the show's been around. Jeez.
2: That's
1: insane. Nice.
0: That is it's insane. Wild. i could, we had a. we all had completely different homes, completely different
1: uh life partners uh situation. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> my, my my former life partner was on one of the review episodes for season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine was just upstairs, but they're both gone. <laughs> we had different jobs probably, or Steve, were you doing one hundred percent at the time? I was still I was doing the same thing. Oh well i'm sorry <laughs> sorry my work life is the only stability yeah, i have i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can just afford me that one thing <laughs> and it's good that's good.
0: It's good i'm so proud of you steven i was i was running a bar what were you doing back then andy god uh i think i was working at the bank Yeah, I would say so. Mm -hmm. I would say so. And Steve was where he's at now. We've we've already stated that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we're all very excited for stranger things season four. That's I think may 27th and July 1st. Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, so may 27th, look forward to, uh, the, the old school logo for the podcast and the old music and uh, doing what we do best, finding chocolate puddings and all that stuff. So I'm really excited for that. Thank you to all the listeners for staying with us the last four years or so. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, we might be doing it. We have to talk about it in more detail, but we'll probably be doing some sort of, I don't know if it's a re-release is the right answer, but we'll have to kind of get the the old episodes up in the top of the stream right before the new season drops.
0: Not that we need to discuss the 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 behind-the-scenes business on air, but I I think probably that's just going to be the best option mm-hmm. rather than because if we did a re-recording of a recap that would be the third time we've done that oh I no
1: i, I wouldn't want to do that no I, yeah. I was i was saying we had to we would get the episodes that are currently out but put them at the top yeah. of the queue so if anyone is kind of getting back oh streaming things is heating up Let me what i'm wondering though do you want to re-release
0: individual episode recaps or just the like the season one recaps that we did season two
1: recaps that we did oh, we'll just have to talk about that in more detail but like i'm just getting the listener kind of I don't think there is a season that there's no way a season three recap exists would have to do that.
0: I mean, it could exist uh, season three, a recap. Yeah, we've never done one of those. Oh, there wouldn't be one of those to re-release. Ha ha.
1: Well, we'll just have to wait and see.
0: We'll just have to watch uh, it again together and and talk about it. Yeah, I plan on watching it all again. For sure. Uh That brings us to our somehow just now first segment Crossing streams Just jamming I wanted to let Andy listen to that <laughs> <Andy>. for once Because <laughs> I wrote that and played that And he loves it God damn it Andy did the drums though Fuck yeah I did this is our Crossing Stream segment, where each week we reminisce about the TV shows and film properties that we've been watching since last we met. Andy. Yes, sir. What have you been up to, my friend? I've been streaming Regalus. a whole
2: lot lately. I did. Uh, so the other day I told you I was uh, going on a little adventure to uh, reestablish some uh, some of my streaming ability for uh, the library and my audiobooks. I've talked... At length, ad nauseum, if you will, about Libby. Before uh, I recently discovered another one called Hoopla. So the Cincinnati Public Library uses Hoopla, and it uh, <laughs> sounds so
1: weird. Like, come on, kids, hop on Hoopla, hop on Hoopla. <laughs> They're just that's like a step away from calling it Whoopy. Like, let's right. make Whoopy everybody. And re- <laughs> well, Hoopla's a word. Like, uh, what's I, all, what's all this Hoopla? I know, but it just sounds funny. <laughs> But so anyway, uh,
2: Hoopla, much like Libby, uh, has streaming content available, not just audiobooks, though. Uh, you can uh, check out digital books and have it forwarded to your e-reader. So if you have like Kindle or the Kindle app installed on like an iPad or a iPhone, if you will, um, you, they also, you can also check out digital copies of movies. They don't have a great selection, but one of the things that I streamed pretty recently uh, was White Chicks. I almost said black chicks. It's like hold up, is that what it's called? <laughs> no, that is not what it's called. White chicks. Uh the, the Wayne Brothers. Wayne Brothers yeah. movie. Yeah. My
0: my wife loves that movie. My girlfriend loves the shit she out of that movie. She thinks it's hilarious.
2: So I, I watched I watched White Chicks recently that I checked out through Hoopla, and there's a Hoopla app on
1: uh, on Apple, Apple TV. TV. And cool. Yeah, so I was able to check. What out What an that incredible film. sentence you just said! I checked <laughs> out White Chicks on Hoopla to stream on Apple TV.
0: Yes. Do they have? Uh, can you, I wonder if you could like read digital books on your television with hoopla on your TV? That's a good question. And Libby has know. digital books that you can read on your phone too, mm-hmm. by the way. Yes. I accidentally checked those out once looking for the audio book and I was pissed.
2: You gotta look for the picture that is a square, not a rectangle. Well, uh, the
0: way I found and navigated is that there's a, like before you check out the book, it'll say play sample. And if it's a book, it'll say read sample. Mm, yes. I ignored that the first time. Why would I want to read it? It's an audio book <laughs> download. <laughs> That stupid app. <laughs> You're fucking stupid app. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, so another nice thing that Hoopla has over Libby is that it uh, does not have a wait time for books. They don't have limited digital licensing, so uh, they're a big deal. They're the big. They make sh- in the big city. So frequently, um, audiobooks when they either if they are perennially popular like Harry Potter or newly released by a uh, a famous author, the wait list will be very, very long. So like Anthony dare came out with the new book. Uh, he, uh, wrote all the light we cannot see and won all kinds of awards for it like seven years ago or something. He just had a new book come out and I got on the waitlist for that like six or seven weeks ago. And I still have like 14 weeks to go before I will get the checkout on Libby on hoopla. It is immediate. And I jumped right in and checked out a couple of Harry Potters and that Anthony dare book. And it's pretty badass. So did you end up driving down and getting this straightened out to where you I did? Yeah. From? I, uh, I went to the Kenton County library first and got my Kenton County library card reopened and then took that to the Cincinnati public library. Cause in, if you live in like the Northern Kentucky Covington area, if you have a Kenton County card, you can go over to the Cincinnati library and get one of their cards also. So that's what I did. And now I'm all, cause you can self register on the Cincinnati, uh, website and use that to get on a hoopla but it's only good for like three weeks and then you have to go up to actually to the library to deal with it uh so that's why i dealt
0: with the other day could have just went to a bookstore saved yourself a lot of fucking time and bought the book what are those <laughs> <laughs> i actually was in a joseph beth the other day but and it was glorious oh really still makes you want to poop so jealous <laughs> so jealous i do love a good bookstore man they're just fucking oh. Trader joe's they're too greedy yeah too pricey why i gotta pay 28 bucks for
2: this book I look look at it as a fucking... This ain't a 4K (laughs) Blu-ray. Anyway, so that's uh, mostly what I've been streaming is just audiobooks and stuff. So the newest uh, big release for PS5 came out recently, which is Horizon Forbidden West. Mm. And it is wonderful. Mm. It is one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. It has wonderful gameplay. It's like, imagine if Turok met The Witcher 3 uh, is what the gameplay is like, which it is sounds wonderful. amazing. Um, the story is uh, something out of uh, how how what would I compare it to? To post post post
1: apocalypse, a post 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 apocalypse. Yes, yeah. uh, that sounds about right. Um, Essentially, there's like the 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 it's like a bunch of tribes of human of human civilizations scattered across the land, but there's these machines that kind of take on the role of like your and so like you would see a deer but it's actually a robot deer or Mm -hmm. or something
2: like that and i was i was just trying to come up with some kind of like film plot to compare it to the closest i can think to come up to is like the last of like the new planet of the apes movies or something you know i mean where there's like the old world at this point um, and there's the there are people that are born after this apocalypse has already happened Mm -hmm. so they never knew what the old world was like um and so yeah, it's these tribes of people borrows heavily from like Native American culture. Uh, but it, I feel like it's pretty respectful. I don't honestly know, and mm-hmm.
0: it's probably. Well, it's a, an incredibly diverse game narrative that I would want to stay away from. But uh, it you is. You should watch the show C on Apple TV with Jason Momoa because that's basically the plot. Is it's in the far future where everybody's primitive again, mm-hmm. except so it's like we're Horizon. not gonna
1: watch C, Chris. Quit bringing it up. <laughs>
0: it's, it's Horizon <laughs> if everyone was blind. Dope. So it's like Horizon meets Bird Box. And yes. 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 My buddy's been playing it. And Bird Box Bandersnatch. He's really funny. And they were we were playing Apex and they were all talking about Horizon. And and they and it's probably not going to be funny in the retelling, but at the time, if you know Joshy, it's funny. They were like, Joshy, have you gotten to the Forbidden West yet? And he's like, No, not yet. I've only been playing for like an hour. And then a couple hours went by and they were like, Joshie, did you get to the Forbidden West yet? And they're kind of fucking with him, right? And he's like, Well. It's all forbidden, and, <laughs> and we all started laughing. I've never played it. I don't even know why that's funny. It's just coming from him. It was. <laughs> it's all forbidden. He changed his all tune. Forbidden it's all forbidden it doesn't make any sense exactly and we assume we assume that saying, i've made it all the way west
2: it's not forbidden <laughs> it's you, can, all you for, can go there it's anyway all forbidden uh forbidden west has been phenomenal the writing the acting have been absolutely top notch uh the side quests i would put on a level equivalent with witcher 3 which is to say extremely fucking good and interesting right wonderful writing uh, Did I hear you guys say that
0: Ashley Burke was the voice actor?
2: Yeah, yeah. Ashley Burke. She, she's one. The, she's the annoying
0: yeah. uh, game tester from. I follow uh, her on TikTok. She's an yes. incredible person. She's very funny, yeah. but
1: yeah, she plays Aloy. That's
0: amazing. But
2: it's, what, it's, what's the Mythic Quest? That's what I was trying mm-hmm. to come up with. But uh,
1: the, Aloy's on like the cover of Time magazine this month and (laughs) Ashley Birch was like look mom I'm on the cover of time sort of (laughs) as I say there is another
2: actress who who is the face model for Aloy so it's like really she's on there but It's cool. She said sort of.
1: But I like Ashley Birch. Like I used to watch her YouTube videos before she was on like actual TV shows, the Hey Ash Playing? Do You remember Mm -hmm. those? Yeah. Where it was just her and her brother fussing around in their apartment making little skits about video games. So So I don't know this history. I didn't discover her
0: until Mythic Quest. And now that she has TikTok, I'm getting to know her more. So she was actually really into video games. Mm -hmm. Yo, she's a huge gamer. Yeah. That's awesome. like she was like
2: around like the Bo Burnham era of Uh YouTube. And uh yeah, and then she, she got
0: to play a game tester on Mythic Quest. That's right. cool, man. It all comes full circle. That's yep. amazing.
2: Yep, I love the world. Sometimes, sometimes, so yeah. That's pretty much all I've been streaming. Oh, and the new season of uh, South Park, uh, season twenty-five. That's insane. Is on uh, HBO Max, and it's fucking hysterical. It's so funny. Um, those dudes don't miss trey parker and matt stone yes the just it's no cartman
0: and stan well wow. <laughs> and Stan.
2: It, it's just it they've never not but not been a cow
3: funny. yeah <laughs> not cow.
0: yeah that's it's incredible how long they've been able to uh retain the humor i haven't seen it religiously since like season 10 but uh they're very self-aware now like um and like kind of poke fun
2: at themselves but still maintain manage to be extremely divisive and kind of cringe funny Like, they recently revealed that Token, his real name is actually Tolkien, and we've been saying it wrong this whole time. Right. And so, who's the racist one for thinking that the one black kid's name was Token? It's like, you thought that my parents named me Token because I'm the only black kid? What the fuck's wrong with you? It's
0: so funny. And it's cool that as the show gets to evolve, they get to poke fun at themselves and how humor itself has evolved. And and usually, eventually,
2: the snake eats its tail so far that the show just dies. But they've been doing this for so long now, they are just fucking geniuses. And, like, they're able to elevate beyond it. They're incredibly gifted people.
0: And I'm jealous of where they are. And happy to call them friends, really. I mean, that's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could just. No, the listeners don't know, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing because I was just thinking of a fond memory we had of them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Matt and Trey were here just last night for the Super Bowl. That was good of them to stop by Andy's and they house. were like, go Bengals. <laughs> Steve, what have you been streaming? Well, first off, I just want to, I'm not gonna get super into it, but uh uh continue to watch after party. Go watch it, everybody. It's the best thing. It's my favorite TV show currently. Um Also in the gaming world, Andy, uh, the new update for Destiny came out. As you guys know, I'm a huge fan of that game series. Uh, One of my biggest gripes about it, though, in the past has been like the, the series has the best video game lore. In my opinion of any game ever, however, you would not know that if you played the game. Uh, (laughs) You have to look at all like the, the subtext and like the lore books that they, they write. And you know, it's, it's all buried in the game and you have to actively look for it. Well, finally this season, well over the past year, they've been like slowly building up. Like I I think they realized that was an issue. And over the past year, they've slowly been getting better and better and better about presenting the story of this world in the actual gameplay. And with this new release that just came out, I think it's the best, uh, they've been yet. Like they've really kind of utilized cinematics in a way they've never really done it before. Um, and it's one of those things where the gameplay is good. And like a lot of people, I think are in agreement that this is the best destiny gameplay wise has been ever. um, Which is great. But if you're just playing it for the game, you're like, you could get into the story and kind of be like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. This is kind of neat. But if you're like me and you're an absolute nerd who eats the shit up and you've been reading all the little books and you own all the lore pieces on hardcover books that you buy off Amazon every time they release because you're just such a nerd about it, the story is so good because it's about a character that's like the Lord of Deception and like she's the the God of um, deceit and cunning and everything. So like everything that's happening in the game, like, Oh my God, is that a trick? Oh my God, are we falling into a trap? Oh, is that a trick? And you're just paranoid about everything you fucking do. Cause like, Oh, everything's not as it seems. So it's, it's, I think it's really, really great. And uh, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I wish I got to play it more on the vacation. I specifically took off to play and I've barely played it. (laughs) But Hopefully I'll continue to play it more as time goes on. But in terms of actual media, on streaming things that you can do. I'm happy to tell you guys because I know both of you and the listeners have been on the edge of your seat for when I would complete Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, golly. (laughs) And I'm happy to report I finally did it. I finished all seven seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. Thank Christ. Just in time for me. Oh, thank you. Oh, the slow clap. Slow clap. There we go. Oh, yes. No, no. The real heroes are you. (laughs) <laughs> but it was really it was a fun ride. I enjoyed it. Uh I love Captain Picard. Patrick Stewart to a, a, a legend. I could just listen to that guy talk all day. Uh I saw a funny story of him on uh I forget it's that it's that British TV show where all the you know guests are on a couch and they're just sharing stories. You know what I'm talking about, Andy? I know what you're talking about and I can't think of the name of that guy's show but anyway patrick stewart's on it and he was sharing a story about how he was in a hotel room and he's like oh star trek the next generation's on i haven't watched this in a while let me check how it's like and what it's like and he got hooked on it in this episode that he was in but like graham had- norton Graham Norton, thank you um that he hasn't seen in years so he's kind of like he's like oh this is actually kind of fun i remember doing this and then room service came up and saw that he was by himself watching himself on tv and it was the most embarrassing to ever <laughs> <life. laughs> love patrick stewart but i finished star trek next generation just in time to start watching star trek voyager oh fuck. so there you go <laughs> i actually did watch like the first two
2: episodes of below decks and it was good and i i liked it it's very much Star Trek. You mean Lower Decks? Lower Decks,
0: whatever. Lower Decks, Lower Decks is the porn version. yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's actually that, a
0: so. uh, reality TV show. Oh, is it? Yeah. God damn it, Steve. <laughs> um. Lower Decks. <laughs> but
2: anyway, it was funny. I, I liked it. I, I don't know if I'd ever go back and I didn't get any of the jokes, but what I saw of it, I was with two people that were big Trekkies and we were trying to watch find something to watch during dinner.
1: And that I I did go back and rewatch this, uh, the two seasons of Lower Decks after I finished um, Next Generation. Because you can, you can blow through those two seasons in like a day. Mm-hmm. They're really short. They're quick to get through. And it was funny because I always thought the show was really funny before. But now that I've kind of gone back and kind of immersed myself in TNG, so much of that show's jokes is based off of Next Generation. So I was like, ha I get that even more now. I know a character they're referencing. Neato. Uh, so, and then the lastly, and I think you'll... I think Andy will like this a lot, and and Chris, I think you're also interested in this. It is a show that you can stream on Apple TV Plus. It Servitude, is Severance. Severance, Severance. That's right. That's the right. Adam. It looks name? gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Directed by Ben Stiller, uh, starring Adam Scott, Britt Lower, Zach Cherry, uh, some other people. John is in it. Patricia Arquette's in it. Dang. Um, It's really, really good. I've only seen the first episode, but if you don't know the the basic premise of it, is these people that work for this company that, you know, that possibly shady stuff is happening at work. So they have their employees sign up to work on their, I think it's like the sixth level of the of the building. And what happens is is on your way in the elevator, first you go through this procedure that enables you to forget your personal life when you're at work. And then the moment you leave work, you forget your life at work and so it's these people who are kind of grappling with like they don't know who they are when they wake up in the office for the first time and then really it's kind of this moral quandary like well the person who's stuck at the office they don't know life outside of it so it's like they're trapped at the office for their whole life um whereas and then the person who lives in the real world is grappling with you know why did they choose to do this to themselves But also, like, there's, I guess it, like, people know that's happening. Like, that's something that the world knows about. So there's this whole kind of, like, uh, scarlet letter type situation where it's like, oh, you underwent severance. Ooh, that's kind of a morally shitty thing to do. Like, and then they get judged for it in the real world. It's really interesting. Um, Adam Scott's the main character. The reason why he decided to go under the, the, the operation is very, like, believable. And then, like, you see him in the world talking to his, like, college, professor friends and they're just kind of being a little, you know, they're, they're, you know, the the term woke is the, is a term, but like it's, they're being like not super, you know, considerate of what he's really going through. And they're talking to him like, Oh, we know what you're going through. And he's like, I don't think you do. And Mm -hmm. it's really, it's really great. And as a, someone who loves brutalist straight line composition in their films, like every shot of this show had looked all i've seen are still frames and i was like wow it's almost like shot to shot like from the next shot you'll just hear me go oh yeah (laughs) and they'll switch to a white uh yes and they switch oh look at those clean lines (laughs) hope i don't have to give a presentation Mm, i hope i don't have to give a presentation (laughs) later uh no it's 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 phenomenal the first i'd say 10 minutes of if the first after the first 10 to 15 episodes of episode one, if that doesn't hook you, I don't know it will. It's a really good premise to start the show off. But uh, Severance on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, it sounds like something Andy will absolutely adore. I but really I, want to watch it. I'm excited That's to
0: check amazing. it out. I meant to prior to this. Then I didn't. Well, what did you check out? I checked out some things. I, I was also thinking comedically, you know, it made me chuckle. Uh, I, I, I feel like Steve's on the wrong side of history. He will forever be known as the guy that... The week that uh, the weeks that uh, Horizon Forbidden West and Elden Ring came out, he bought Destiny Two's expansion.
1: I just want to make a correction. I bought the I bought the expansion six months ago. Dude, I, it just and came, came out now. It's but, out now. I just can't afford it, and I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't play Elden Ring. So oh. that's not my style. That's not my type of game. I don't like the Dark Souls,
0: but you know, I, don't I really want to try that thing. But I'll just come over and play Andy's probably. But I did watch uh, a ton of stuff. Um, just to pick out a few things, uh, I finished Peacemaker. It was it was a joy. I was I felt behind last week because I was on that spiritual media deprivation thing, uh, but uh, I shouldn't have done that because this was really good. That would have been way better <laughs> for my soul. Uh, the finale of Peacemaker was amazing. I'm so excited for season two. And apparently, he's being greenlit for some other projects outside of uh, when Peacemaker he- that are in the DC universe. James Gunn. James Gunn. Okay. Nice. Uh, so James Gunn's gonna direct, uh, season two, but also I think he's something else weird is gonna be greenlit. And he might, he, he likes to, yeah, I mean, he likes to do, uh, underserved characters, right? So it would certainly be something like Polka Dot Man or something before it would be Batman for James Gunn. It just doesn't, people don't know. And I, I wasn't, I'm not a big comic book reader, um, of the superhero variety, at least, but you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy were a really niche, uh underserved community of heroes as well until he made those movies like that was a weird choice for him
1: and now they're like one of the biggest staples staples of marvel of all time there's a video game that came out of them this year a really good one i hear yeah i'll never play it but
2: i hear it's neat yeah except idos montreal dropped fucking deus ex to make that shit instead and i'm sad
0: because deus ex rocks anyway that was very nerdy go (laughs) yeah okay tell us how you really feel andy um, the only reason I knew that was a game publisher is because of Mythic Quest, because Montreal is there. <laughs> owner. Anywho, uh, I did also watch the King's man, which I've been really excited to see. I'm a big fan of Matthew Vaughn's wacky films that are also based on comic books. Oh, that's on um, HBO max now, right? It is. Oh,
1: I meant to watch that this week and I forgot it was out. I texted you and I said, Steve is on HBO max. I know what I kept forgetting. Cause of <laughs> <destiny>.
0: <laughs> So I've been really excited to see it. I didn't catch it in theaters and uh, it, it's available to stream on HBO max. So I, I checked it out. It's the third installment, but it's actually a prequel in the Kingsman trilogy or the Kingsman universe. Um, what I love about these movies, uh, and it's been talked about by others before, you know, the first movie, the second one's trash, Golden Circle's trash, but the first movie uh, was really, really, really good and Bonkers. The tone is hilarious. It's got really inventive stylized action. Uh, there's a lot of CG, but it's it looks clean. It's still beautiful. Um, that's why I really, really wanted to see this movie. Like the trailer showed a lot of goofy Rasputin moves that looked really intricately, you know, filmed like the camera works just really interesting in Matthew Vaughn's films. So I was excited, but the first one, the coolest thing is that you get to see these uh elegant, highly celebrated British actors doing dirty gritty action. You know, you get Colin Firth kicking ass in his 50s. And this time they they were able to do that with Ray Fines. Uh, and Ray Fiennes kicks ass. I mean, he's doing some crazy stuff. I want to see that just for that. It is so fun. Is, like, it, is
1: it good?
3: Yeah, okay.
0: I, I like it. I mean, not, on the one hand, no. Like it's <laughs> it's about Rasputin and a lot of the major figures from World War One. And is it first movie good? No, but it's way better than Golden Circle. I would I would recommend it if you liked the first one more than a little. It's you're you're going to have a good time. There's there is a there's a subplot, uh, a B plot, if you will, mm-hmm. Andrew, uh, that I disagree needs to exist whatsoever. I think it's terrible. And once that character dies, I, it's much better. Um, <laughs> <Cooler shit. laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you know a lot about B plots, that could be maybe. It just <laughs> depends how you interpret that statement but all in all i think it's a a good installment i'd watch another one i i like these so it's kind of a um origin story for the organization of the kingsmen and uh rave fines plays a huge part in that had a had a blast with this had a blast with this um i also watched um Uncharted in theaters. I was able to see that. Did either of you actually? I guess you would have talked about it. I always do that. Um, I know that we all kind of meant to see. I always forget about things and then. Yes, that's fair. I watched
1: Holes also. I forgot to bring (laughs) Holes is fire. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Anyway, I planned on seeing it this morning actually, but Holes? yeah i love holes old shia labeouf, shia LaBeouf. uh no uncharted i meant to watch it today because i wanted to talk about it in this episode but the earliest showing of it at amc by my house was at three forty-five, and i was like well i don't have time to watch it and then meet them at, for the podcast yeah Damn. yeah the theaters
0: are falling apart i tell you they don't do the old uh noon showings anymore mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it's it's fine it's fun i think mark Wahlberg is uh just completely phoning it in. And I'm I'm sure that you probably assume that just thinking about it, but it doesn't have a mustache. I
1: assumed so. Yeah.
0: Well, Tom Holland is so charming. I'm such a big fan of his, as most people are, that the movie is watchable just for that. Like, you know, you laugh when you're supposed to laugh, you chuckle at least. And you know, the action is pretty interesting most of the time. Um, I was hoping that because I never played the games, I'm, 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 I'm a pariah in that regard, that I would actually enjoy the movie more because I wouldn't be worried about things that they could or should have done and didn't or mustache. vice versa. Um, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> comment on that because I'm trying not to, but... Yeah, obviously, he's going to have a mustache.
1: <laughs> no, I,
2: this, I've seen him with the, with it. I've oh, seen he photos? does? Okay. I, haven't, I just assumed
1: at some point... It's a in a trailer. There's like a TV spot where it's like... He makes fun of his how, what his mustache looks like, but it's a shitty looking mustache. It's That's not a silly mustache thing that they did. That makes me more mad than
0: how bad the movie can be at times. Yeah because that scene is a post-credits sequence stinger. Oh, really? Oh, it is? They put it in the fucking trailer. Are you serious?
1: Isn't that insane? That is insane. It's supposed to be a really- That's even worse. I know. That's something they clearly made when people were like, where's Sully's mustache? Like, oh, fuck, we didn't know people cared about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just a post-credits sequence. Jesus. Jesus Christ. But, you know, apparently this is supposed to be like, again, I didn't play the games, and I feel like, Anyway, I thought it would make me like the movie more, but I think not. I think what happened ultimately is that there's a bunch of inside jokes that I missed because I've never played the games. Like at one point, Tom Holland's character uh, crawls out of the ocean and there's a guy sitting on like a lounge chair at a beach. And, you know, Tom Holland has just literally jumped out of a plane and landed in the water. And the guy's like, oh, I've done that one before. And it's a very Bruce Campbell like I don't know who the fuck he is, but I assume he's an uncharted guy. Like it's probably the,
1: dude, the voice actor. It Nolan
2: North? I'm, I'm guessing it's Nolan North. I'm he, assuming. He kind of
1: looks like Bruce Campbell. Like, okay, was, there you go. Is a guy with like black hair? Yes. Kind of looks like It's Mer- Bruce
0: Campbell looking guy.
1: Kind of looks like a slightly skinnier Mayor Cranley. 99%
0: sure that was him. Yes. Yeah. So again, there's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, where I was like, haha, because <laughs> I didn't play the games. But, you know, it's fun. It's fine. It's definitely worth watching. Um, it's, a, a, in my opinion, a streamer movie. It's definitely catch it when it gets on HBO Max kind of movie. Um, but I, I didn't hate it. I took my kid, he liked it a lot. So I listened to the Pirates of the Caribbean and Indiana Jones soundtrack all the way home because, oh, you like adventure? young, young oh, lad check my, this out oh young boy <laughs> dun, 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 dun. um that's a fucking. has, has he seen those movies he has not but he's oh, about dude. to he's he'd love those my son this segues into my the rest of what i've been streaming i just want to say lastly this is this is un, i'm really proud of this because this is uncharted it is the goonies meets fast and furious But not as cool as that sounds. That is my one line (laughs) review of Uncharted. Um, It's just small children constantly yelling at each other about family. Yes, essentially. (laughs) Um, So my son's obsessed with World War II. I've said that many, many times on this podcast. And so uh, my wife and I were talking about it. And she, she was like, you know, you really want to stress to him how serious it was and what really happened, especially because his specific fascination with Germany. And I was like, he's just a kid. He's pew, pew, you know, blah, blah. I I like that he likes history. I really, honestly, I'm a terrible person. I would prefer if he was really into Knights and Star Wars and stuff like that. He's just not. He just wants to watch old war movies and stuff, you know. (laughs) Let's watch Patton, you know. Okay, you want to watch Star Wars? No, Patton.
1: No. Um, I want to see him stand in front of that American flag. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the enemy's entrails on their tank treads. (laughs) So, I watched The Boy in the Striped Pajamas with him. Fuck my life. Are you
0: serious?
2: (laughs) That is such a sad movie. I
0: did not know that. My Shit. wife knew what it was, and she was like, "You want him? You want him to learn?" And I was like, "Sure." Do you guys have you seen this movie, Andy? No, no. I'm looking oh it up God, now. that
1: movie's Just sad.
2: Picture looks fucking awful, dude. But look at
0: that.
1: Yeah. So the striped it's a, it's pajamas are two, two
2: boys sitting across from each other with. A, there's a barbed wire fence and one of them sitting in prison clothes.
0: So the main character is a uh, SS soldier's son. And so he's high up in the Nazi regime. And uh, so I, I, it's hard to even talk about. So and then he befriends his so his little boy befriends a, a Jewish boy who's in a concentration camp. But the little but it's it's so heartbreaking because from the little boy's eyes, he doesn't know anything about the war or anything that's going on. He's just like, Hey, mom, I'm going to go play with the little boy on the farm. She's like, what farm? He's like, the farm, silly. And so, but it's, it's obviously, it's like, why do they all wear pajamas? That's a strange thing. And so it's, it's heartbreaking and torturous. And it does not end well as we, you know, as most of us can assume. And so that's what I did to try to like teach my son the import of the things that he's interested in and just to make sure that he has a healthy respect. Is what was my intention. Uh, what happened? I don't want to. So you mean spoil the ending of the movie? No, I mean, when, spoil the ending of the story with your kid. Oh, like, so I'm, at the end of the movie, the credits are rolling. I'm crying. My wife's crying. Mason's just staring at the TV. We're all three silent. <laughs> just watching the credits roll. And it was so dour. I mean, this is like. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a shared parent, so this is my day with my son, and <laughs>
1: that's what I did. And oh, dance house
0: God. sucks. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. I was, I, I was, I loved him a lot, you know. After that, like, hey buddy, want some? you want some food, and you know, let's make some popcorn. Here, come here, let me give me a hug, you know. And I talked to him a lot about it. Of course, I don't regret it, but I just wasn't quite sure what I was in for. I guess um, I but, tried to be the, a good parent. It's not like rest... we watched Schindler's List, right? It was. <laughs> But the lesson you think took, or at least he absorbed it in that way? He does, but I'll be honest with is going to be controversial, but it's mostly my wife that has these concerns because I know Mason knows a lot about World War II. It's like he prefers to talk about the Panzer tanks and things like that and the Tiger tanks and sure, whatever. But he, he actually knows like the geopolitical situations and like, you know, all the no, the Italians were on the axis and, you know, he knows all that stuff. So. Um. anyway, I, I but I get her concern just to make sure, hey, Nazis, you know, you need to know exactly what all this was. And, you know, don't just go to school like pew pew, you know, which that's, that's a that's a fair concern. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that he necessarily needed that, but it, I don't think it hurt anything. And um, it just sounded way more innocent than it was. Yeah. <laughs> the boy in the striped pajamas. <laughs> it <like, laughs> sounds a lot like Jojo Rabbit. What a, yes. And, and my son loves and I might be a bad parent. Mason loves Jojo Rabbit. The movie's hysterical. That movie's great. That's a wonderful movie. Um, But also sad. Yes. So I also watched two documentaries about filmmaking, and I adore them. I've seen both of them a few times, if you guys haven't seen them. Spielberg is easy to watch. It's on HBO Max. I'm certain that Steve has seen it. I think Andy has, right? I think so, yeah. That's just a fast... It's two and a half hours, and it feels like 20 minutes, because I could not learn enough about these titans of film. It goes through almost every film... And uh, Steven Spielberg's filmography and, and all the, you know, the historical happenings of how it came about. And uh, so Steven Spielberg was best friends with Francis Ford Coppola, uh, George Lucas, Martin Scorsese and Brian De Palma. And the five of them came up in the business together. They were all nobodies together and then they all became legends around the same time. And so it's a fascinating um, tale of how they worked on one another's movies and bounced ideas back and forth. And just imagining those five legends sitting around a a Thanksgiving dinner table in a modest house, like, you know, mine talking about star Wars and stuff tickles me. I think it's fascinating. Like a lot of people might not know many of you've probably seen this documentary because you love film where you wouldn't be listening to this. But so when George Lucas first made star Wars, what later became star Wars, um, he actually didn't have any of the action sequences filmed or anything yet. He cut old World War II action, like real footage of the war together to kind of show the idea of what he was going to do. And that's the cut that he showed Scorsese and Brian De Palma and Spielberg in them. And so they all watch it. And then they're all quiet and they all go to dinner afterward. And they're all kind of like, yeah, it was cool, man. Steven Spielberg loved it. He was always kind of on the same page as Lucas. And then Brian De Palma, who directed Scarface and stuff, among many other films, he stands up and he's furious. Do you remember this story, Steve? Uh, Vaguely. So Brian De Palma stands up and he's like, I don't fucking get it. I I don't understand. I don't like it. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't make any sense. So there's like monks in the space and they're fighting and they're why. I don't know. You have to do something, man. You need, here's what you do. You need a prologue that's straight up Sets up the situation like old school style in the beginning of the movie, like actual text. And because it's in space, you can just have it floating out into space. You can make it look cool, but it's got to read and introduce everybody to what's going on or they're not going to fucking care. I'm telling you. So that idea was Brian De Palma's, the legendary. Wow. the, The legendary Star Wars crawl. And there's so many tidbits like that in the film. Like in Jaws, the whole, like everybody puts Jaws up on this pedestal. It's a phenomenal film. And oh, it was so incredible that they hardly ever show the shark. And it's all <laughs> they the just couldn't. They couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't show it. The mechanical broke. shark literally wasn't working. And I already knew that story, but to see it like Spielberg tell it and all that. What, so we found some barrels and we were like, fuck it. And it's, just, you know, oh, that's the shark. Look, the barrels are flying through the ocean. And like it just made me giggle and think of how you know, us three working on our movies and how shit happens. And you just kind of adapt. You have to like, Oh no, we've mm-hmm. been filming too long. The sun's coming up Uh quick duct tape, the windows, or, you know, we'll just do this. And, Um, The shutters being closed and Kevin Smith's clerks because, you know, he had to keep them shut because so it could be anyway. So it's nighttime stuff like that uh, and actually working out and making the movie better. And that didn't happen in any of
1: our movies, (laughs) but that's really neat. That's why I love older films like that is because a lot of these directors are constrained by real life factors like that. And, And I think that makes them that pressure. Of, of having to create something creates diamonds, you know, and whereas today a lot of filmmakers are like, Oh, what a CGI, it, you know, and I, I feel like that kind of, I don't know, there's something missing about a lot of stuff for sure. That's also Spielberg and Lucas's fault. Uh, it is <laughs> ironically, it's funny that like Spielberg, or Lucas specifically was like, so like, ah, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, are movies for artists and damn blockbusters. And he like, and I, 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 or I hate, uh, studios moguls and studios. And he just fucking just Created <laughs> made them Lucasfilm. all the money. <laughs> and Like he became what he hated.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess you can, at some point just become so successful at being an indie artist that ultimately I, I would do that. You know what I mean? I can come out and be as art, as artistic as I want. Yeah. Like, Hey, I fuck the man. I just want to be me. But the second they offer me the opportunity to be uh reuben fleischer or who <laughs> it's a he's a director that just you know does a lot of um he, he did uncharted like you know oh, a lot of schlock yeah okay. it's like it's like that or uh what's the guy who did uh moonfall oh, Rolling Rolling in in ring. Ring. yeah if they say hey i'll give you five million to direct moonfall i'm fucking doing it yeah. i don't do it 20 times right all those bruce willis movies that are i make fun of bruce willis's career yeah million dollars a pop sure. I'm in, uh, so I get it. But at the same time, it's it's really fascinating. I love those stuff doc- Anybody out there, if you're listening and you know some really good filmmaking docs that are like Spielberg, that are just that good, uh, I know there's a really good Brian De Palma one. I watched that one as well. Just email me because I want to watch them all. I love that shit. It's just fascinating to me um, how everything. Because apparently, so Spielberg did Close Encounters and then he did Jaws and those were phenomenal successes, the likes of which Hollywood had never seen. And so he became an instant legend. He was like 25 at the time. And there is a, uh, a wives tale or a legend that he actually snuck onto the universal lot as a 17 year old kid, which is true for sure. He actually did that. He would like get off the tour bus and run away in the bathroom and hide for hours until everybody left and then just go watch Hitchcock direct films In the corner until somebody found him and kicked him out. But the legend is that he found an empty office and set up shop and put his name on it. And nobody ever noticed or said anything. And that's how he got to start. Right. Um, And that's probably not true. But that's that's the legend of Spielberg. He basically did that. though. He was just a kid. He didn't get into film school. Um, He just kind of started running around those studio lots until somebody was like, hey, kid. You want to direct? <laughs> Come on, say. Uh, that's how it was back then. You got a movie about a shark? But, so he did Close Encounters and he did uh, Jaws, which were phenomenal, but they were three times the budget that he signed the contract for and they were three times the shooting schedule. So he had this wild reputation for going massively over schedule and over budget. He did 1941, which is a World War II comedy with like John Candy. Mm-hmm. That was a huge flop. Yep. Uh, and so after that, nobody would hire him because he's great he probably make you a ton of money, but he might not. And he's definitely going way over budget and way over schedule. So his old buddy, George Lucas, was like, hey, man, I've been looking for work. I know you're a sad boy. I love you. I got this uh, archaeologist explorer adventure movie. If you promise to do three of them, I'll let you direct the first one. But you got to do it for $20 million or I'll fucking punch you. And uh, <laughs> Spielberg's like, I, th- I think I can. I've learned a lot of lessons about the first two movies. And, uh, and he says, you know, I learned a lot from going over budget of how to not do that. And so the rest I'll is history. I'll
1: knife you. <laughs> I and know. I know we're buddies, and my voice makes it sound like that we're really good friends. And I'm a cuddly teddy bear, but I'll fucking ice you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Indiana Jones was made. I just I find that fascinating. I just I take it for granted now, but that was like the conversation. And, and Spielberg's cool, you know he. um He's worked with the same people for like 30, 40 years. For the most part, John Williams is his oldest friend. And he's like, and he was really humble because he's known as this genius of filmmaking. Uh, It showed old home movies. I always think of Andy because it it showed these old home movies he made when he was like 14. Oh, they're all like war movies and stuff? Yeah, Yeah. and he was like like little war short films. And he he would bury two by fours in the dirt and the sand. And so when the actor was running, he would stomp on the end like a teeter-totter and throw the dirt up. And it would look like a gunshot and it would fall as soon as they hit the board. Just these really creative practical effects solutions as a child that he would come up with that he took into his adulthood. Um, And he was just apparently just a genius at directing CGI stuff like uh, Jeff Goldblum. Tells the story of filming Jurassic Park, and uh, there's no dinosaur there, obvi, right? But at the time, what n- nobody, <laughs> nobody had to act like that. At that time, there was nobody was used to that shit, and Spielberg just took to it immediately. He's like Jeff Goldblum's telling the story, like, yeah, he'd, he'd come up to you, and of course, there's nothing there, and he would say, All right, "Smile, stop smiling." I laugh like there's nothing there's nothing funny but laugh maniacally now just stare into the distance and like he's like he's like do, he would just know he would walk you through every step you would do the facial expression he told you and then that's how that scene was shot is just the dude slightly off camera telling me everything to do with my face one take done he was incredible and uh, anyway so I just think it's neat check that out I, I waxed way too poetically but I, I find it endlessly fucking fascinating that's Spielberg on HBO Max um, the other one you can't even find. I, I bought. I bought it on DVD. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about <laughs> that some other time. That brings us to our main event: ranking the Batman. <laughs> Steve, tell him a little bit about this music, about this film, since we
1: don't get to include it. Cause I'm a schmuck. I'm uncultured swine. Yeah, you really are. So, uh, when we, when we decided like, hey, let's, uh, let's rank our favorite Batman movies, there, we had the discussion like, what does that mean? Cause there's so many movies that feature Batman nowadays. And we decided, you know, live action only. And then I brought up the point like, does the 1960s Batman movie count? And none of y'all had seen them, seen it. Correct. So uh, we decided to leave it off the list because neither of you had seen it, but I've seen it, and <laughs> I fucking love that movie. We are what the kids call uncultured swines. Mm-hmm. You really are. So this is Adam West, right? It was
0: just a the film version of that famous TV show.
1: Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's it's Batman and Robin, his ward, uh, <laughs> Adam West and Ben Burt. Is that the original Robin's name? I don't know. Either way. Uh, it's We don't fucking know. It's the two of them facing off against uh, several... I think his name's Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's 100% what i Ben Ben. You Bert? said his ward, and I was like, hang on. Was that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> well, Robin is Batman's ward. Yeah, so, uh, But no, I love that movie. If you guys have never seen it, it's one of the quintessential it's so bad, it's good movies. It's so goddamn funny. And, it's, and at the time that's hundred percent where they're going for it. It's really cheeky and campy on purpose and it's silly and they know what they're doing. There's literally an extended scene of Batman holding a giant like bomb with like a, the wick in it. And it's huge. And he's just stumbling around up here. Like he's trying to throw it off the pier. But every time he tries to throw, it, Oh no, there's a family of ducks. Can't throw it there. And he goes running through the crowd again. I'm going to throw it here. Oh no, there's kids on surfboards. Oh, and he's like, Oh, some days you can't get rid of a bomb. And, and it goes on way too I've long. I've actually seen that clip. Uh, my favorite part is the, have you seen the bat shark repellent scene? I have not. There's a scene where he's hanging off of a helicopter and a shark jumps up and like, like, bites his leg and is like attached to his leg. Oh, Jesus. And there's this, it's really funny because he's like trying to beat it off of him. And he's like literally backhanding this fake shark. And it, and he finally yells up at Robin, who's piling the helicopter Robin, get me the bat shark repellent. And he just opens up a case and there's just a tube and it says bat shark repellent because you never know when you need that when you're flying a fucking helicopter. Sure. I mean- uh, it's so funny. Like, you guys have to, like, g- you listeners, if you partake in the stickiest of the icky, get 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 baked, <laughs> get and watch the 1960s Batman. You'll thank me later. So there you go, 1960s Batman, honorable mention. Where um, where would that have ranked? What around what number? Just uh, just tell me. Top four. Really? <laughs> top, easily top four although I'm, I'm i'm a weirdo i just i love things that are like unabashedly and unapologetically like we're, we're this is weird we're trying to be silly okay. i feel like Dude, uh, i wish
0: i still liked weed because that sounds amazing it does it does it might even be worth a relapse <laughs> just to enjoy that sweet sweet nectar of a, of a memory uh i i feel like hardly li- i feel like this is going to be boring it's kind of when I, I was waxing so poetically because i'm like what are the odds that, well, I guess Steve's might might throw some
1: curveballs. I was going to say, but.
2: I feel like we all probably have the same number one, right? I think it's objective,
0: is it not? That it forever.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> totally. Or
1: no, so, Batman and Robin would be the number so one. Let's, it, right.
0: Let's do it this way. We'll, we'll do, uh, let's try to get a little creative because I know, I know we kind of do our ranked ones here. So just to remind everybody, what's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? There's the three Nolan films. You got Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, and then you have the two Burton films. You got Batman and Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman 1989, parentheses, I think is what it's called. And then you have the Joel Schumacher films. So you have uh, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. And then you have the the Snyder version of Batman v. Superman.
1: And we did not include Justice League, because that's not a Batman movie. Yeah, there's a ton of movies where Batman appears, uh, and of course, the, a lot of and animated Suicide films. Suicide Squad would be in there. Yeah, he's, he shows up for a hot
0: spell. <laughs> so, I think there's going to be... I predict a unanimous number one and number eight. Okay. Oh. That's what I predict. Okay, interesting. interesting. I'm going
2: to guess you're wrong about the second one. Okay. let let let's... You want to start from the top? Because I feel like it's going to get more interesting to... Work our way down.
0: My number one. You want to do it that way? Yeah. My number one is, I wanted to be clever here, but I just can't. It's obvious to me that it is The Dark Knight is number one. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to be clever. Like, actually, this scene prepares it beyond, and it doesn't.
1: Yeah, this this movie is, not only is it a great Batman movie, it's just a hands down one of the best movies of the aughts it's yeah. an incredible movie with incredible performances great direction by uh, nolan Um, you know if, if heath ledger didn't get the oscar for best supporting actor i think aaron eckard should have also been nominated for that as well because he does a great job as harvey dent yeah. in that movie it's just an all-around amazing movie it is it's darn good i didn't know that he
2: was playing 2 Face when i went into it as really in theaters yes yeah, so i was like Oh, and I realized what they were doing, and I was like, "Damn, didn't know Two Face was part of this." Because I was—I'm not a huge Batman. Not like I like Batman, but like mm-hmm. I didn't know Two Face's name was Harvey Dent. Like I know it
0: now, but I did because the Arkham games.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I play the shit out of the Arkham games and shit. Like I know all the side characters and shit now, but at the time. When I was watching that movie, I realized halfway through that that was going to be Two Face. I was like, "Oh
1: shit!" So when he gets so obviously spoilers for these movies, I'm sure, but, <laughs> yeah. so, but they're all older movies, so fuck you. Yeah. But like, so when that happened, when he got burnt and he became, he 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 got the second face. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, what were you what were you thinking when you watched that, dude? It, I was blown away. Well, especially when they reveal his face and like he turns to yell at uh, a Joker. I think isn't that when they reveal his face? Fully, yeah. I think there's a scene with uh, Gary Oldman before that but I don't think they show it completely they would but, cut yeah, away from I it was,
2: well first off I was just blown away by the visual effects of it because like yeah. going from like Tommy Lee Jones to that like holy shit but yeah no I, I realized part way through that he was I think it was like when he was laying in the gas or whatever like and like before his face started to burn I was like oh my god that's gonna be Two-Face and like I, I don't know I, it was probably that guy that like I turned over to whoever I was with like
0: that's gonna be Two-Face you know what
2: I mean <laughs> oh but, wow uh, good call Oh. Yeah, right. no way he it told us his
0: name the whole time
2: <laughs> anyway i uh yeah it blew me away and that the movie's just fucking amazing. it's got fucking gary holdman you know what i mean and like he's
0: like the least important part of that movie and that's crazy right you know i, ju- I just re the professional and uh leon the professional
1: oh he's crazy and, in that yeah
0: he's so good he's such okay. a gem
1: such a gem I still watch the final. Sometimes when I just want to remind myself of what like a good tense scene with three great actors can be, I'll pull up that final scene in uh The Dark Knight, where uh, Harvey Dent has Gary Oldman's kid, and they're like talking about why did the Joker choose you, and it's like you're the best of us. I lost everything. Like, ah, oh.
0: I thought you were going to. That's how nerdy I am. Yeah. I, I was on a Gary Oldman kick, and you were talking about the three great actors, and I thought you were going to bring up the scene in Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> 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 Where the, it's, it's, it, no, it's, you're, you're laughing, but it's a phenomenal scene. It's Alan Rickman, Gary Oldman, uh, and then they discover, um, what is it, Worm, Wormtail? Uh-huh. They discover Wormtail for the first time. And it's just, it's blocked brilliantly. The, all the performances are phenomenal and, that's a really good Gary Oldman scene in my opinion I've done my waiting <laughs> 12 yeah. years of it. Dude, it's, good. it's so good. It's
1: good. It's a good scene. You got to check it's it good. out.
0: And then of course obviously Heath Ledger is just amazing in it. Yeah, like, it goes without saying. Uh, awarded best actor posthumously for his performance as the Joker. Um yeah, Dark Knight hands down got to be the best Batman. And then now it gets interesting. I say. now it's going to diverge for sure. <laughs> my number 2 is Batman Begins. So is mine. All nice. right. See, I didn't Hell think it, yeah. I don't think it should diverge. Steve same. Nice. All right. <laughs> See, I knew it. Because, in my opinion, there is no uh, legitimate MCU without Batman Begins. And I know that doesn't make sense on face value, but in, this is my recollection. At this time, we had a handful of superhero movies in the 90s and stuff. Superman Returns is good, but most most people wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Um, and you had uh, X, X, X-Men was like, oh, that was pretty neat. It was actually pretty good, right? Um, but Spider-Man was out. I was like, Oh, that's decent. But it's Batman begins where Nolan decided to do this. Like, let's, can I fucking make it believable that a man would become Batman? Can super I, realistic. Can I, can I make that gritty and just like super realism? Ooh, up top, Andy nailed it. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Nolan succeeded, I think in that with Batman begins, because I remember watching this and, as a young lad just graduated high school or whatever. Like, holy shit. This is fucking good. This is like, this is a movie. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't just neat. This is like rocket man, you know, like I like the rocketeer, but like that's not like believable. Mm-hmm. This is wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think all of that Damn. became possible because of Batman Begins. That's why I rated as number 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 two.
2: I agree, and also again a fucking phenomenal cast, except for Katie Holmes, um, Liam Neeson. Damn, throwing shade on Katie. She sucks. She's always sucked. <laughs> she always will suck. But we get into, getting to see like the Ninja Batman
1: was badass. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Ken Watanabe was yeah. briefly in it as the faux. Uh, what's his name? That Liam Neeson turned out to be? Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. um al Ghul? I, yeah. I thought you said Ken Watanabe was... Ken Watanabe was like the fake Raz al Ghul in the beginning when they're in the that's right. Temple. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say Liam Neeson is <laughs> Taken. Uh, he's Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, that, and he's he's awesome. He's done a lot of B-movies ever since he did Taken, but uh, he's a phenomenal actor. Forever qui gone. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love Batman Begins. And uh, fun fact, uh, Cillian Murphy wanted to be Batman. It would have been good. Is it Killian Killian Murphy? Wanted Killian to be Batman. Mur- and uh he auditioned and did not get it, so but they made him Scarecrow instead.
1: So is Tom Wilkinson in that movie as well as the Falcone crime lord? Yes. Yeah. That that movie's got like a just a bonkers cast minus Katie Holmes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that they replaced her with Maggie Gyllenhaal. But I mean Katie Holmes had her time
1: in the yeah. in the early aughts, late nineties. It I don't, just didn't work out. I don't dislike Katie Holmes the way that and he seems to. I mean, just <laughs> has she done anything? Well, I mean, I'm sure Scientology is following her around, making her life a mess. So <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for
0: sure. My number three. This is will we where with little.
1: This is where we will
0: diverge. My number three is I, Dark Knight Rises. Okay, yeah, we diverged. We diverged. I I really think that this film is better than people think it is. I know that sounds like arrogant and elitist uh but just coming off of the high perhaps of dark Knight uh and some choices that i think grow on you over time like tom hardy's bane as they have grown on me oh i thought i've
1: loved him from the offset from jump yeah, he's, right he's, yeah. the, he's the best part of that movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't like and uh, i say that like actually enjoying him i'm not saying like oh he's the best part and it sucks i'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Anne hathaway's uh catwoman no I, I hate it yes
0: yeah i was I'm- being diplomatic Not a big fan either. But what is your guys' is this where Batman Returns comes in or something? Uh,
2: No, this is where uh, the original Batman comes in for me. Tim Burton's Batman. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Just it's just a joy. It's you know it's it has that same kind of seminal feel to it that uh, Batman Begins does at least for me. Um, And like obviously the score is fucking. Yeah, Danny Elfman it uh, out of the park. And Michael Keaton is, to many people, the quintessential Batman. And- you want
1: to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get <laughs> nuts! <laughs> I think he
0: is the quintessential Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. They just didn't have the technology. I, I rewatched it like a, a couple months ago. And um, it's really funny when they do the action scenes. They they have to do the close-ups uh, with just the fist coming across the st- screen. And yeah. then a guy falling over a balcony. And then like him frozen in his 80s suit that's really mm-hmm. uncomfortable yeah, I, you can't see me listeners, but I'm trying to look <laughs> different directions without t- moving my neck because that's the ability that he had. And you can tell. Right. So he doesn't look like he could fight crime. He looks like he can barely walk. So they, <laughs> they do a lot of cuts. And, you know, the technology is like he'll fire the grapple gun and then they'll show the close up of the grapple gun landing. <laughs> 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 you know, and so that's just uh, the technological achievements of uh, over time. You should time, be a Foley but... artist, dude. That was beautiful. <laughs> uh,
1: I just love the the the, the story. I think. And I might get this some some of the details incorrect, but the story is like the the famous like I'm Batman scene. Like he was supposed to say, like, I am the knight or I, I the am Lord the Lord, Lord, Lord of the night or something like that. And, and, and Michael Keaton literally was the one who said, why don't I just tell him I'm Batman? <laughs> <That's awesome.
3: laughs>
1: uh, and
2: like the set design is classic, like Tim Burton shit. Like, it's just wild. It, it, it's a really mm-hmm. good movie. I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's always had a special place in my heart.
0: The original Batman is my number five. Steve, what is your number four?
1: Well, my number three, was, number three my number three was Batman Returns. So I went. Returns. Okay. so I I put uh, so the original Batman is my number four, okay. and I put Returns above it because I feel like Returns does everything that the original Batman does well better. Mm-hmm. Um, it also features far less Prince, yeah. um, which is just, which nothing against Prince. It just I don't feel like that fits Batman. I, I do love Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yes, but I think
0: I think Michelle Pfeiffer um is the icon of the
1: the 80s Batman. Would you agree? She's definitely the best out of all of them. Uh where she she looks the part when I think of like movie Catwoman, it's Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. I don't think anyone's come even close to to her interpretation of the character and like that scene where she's like whipping heads off of the uh, that's real that's real she fucking yeah, did that that's, that's so dope mad, yes. um, and then you know Danny DeVito is so grotesque as the penguin he it's used such to an freak, interesting used to freak character me out when I was
0: a kid mm-hmm.
1: and I love that he has an army of actual penguins that have like rockets strapped <laughs> to their back
0: that's so ridiculous I want
1: sharks with freaking
0: laser beams <laughs> that's what it reminds me of um, yeah I, I agree this was this was my number four, yeah, Batman Returns. Uh, I actually think Zoe Kravitz is going to give her a run for her money. I've got a lot of faith. Time will tell. That's that's my girl. Time will tell. Got a lot of faith. I still need to go back and watch High Fidelity.
2: I know that's neither here nor there, but still, hey man, <laughs> it's not. It's here. It's just not hey there. Okay, so. We're on to our number fours now. Steve, you said that the Batman, or not the Batman, but Batman.
1: Yeah, the original Michael Keaton Batman is my number four. It's still a lovely movie, but like I said, it just loses out number three because of uh, a couple of weird, you know. And Returns was your three, yeah. Yeah. So Chris, what is your number
0: four? My four is Batman Returns. Okay, So it's just basically the same as Steve's, but I I, I put Dark Knight Rises up in there. I squeezed it up in there. Okay, so this is where we're probably
2: gonna super diverge. Your number four, my number four, Batman Forever. Hey man, that's my number six. It's right below it, the original Batman. I just fucking love that movie. I mean, whichever ever Batman movie had McDonald's mugs,
3: glass <laughs> mugs. <laughs> you
1: remember so you all those mugs?
3: It. Yeah, it was yeah.
1: so badass. I, I loved that movie. Was uh, that the Batmobile that had the sweet blue lights around the engine uh, or we, in the engine? So it was like blue. It was one of those. One of the Schumacher. I think that that
2: one might, that might've been Batman and Robin because Robin steals the Batmobile and is driving it around. That's town right. And yeah. like, some... You're not the Batman. You're the bat boy. You know, like, <laughs> the, the girls the
0: <laughs> There's a, a, a guy on TikTok that does this hilarious series, mostly from these two films, the Joel Schumacher ones uh, that it's called, where did Batman get that? And he's just uh voiceovering the, like a full three minute clip of all the little gadgets that, pop out of their shoes and their hands and shit. And he's like, that's like a seven inch blade. How the fuck was that in his wrist? We saw his wrist in this earlier scene. Where the <laughs> fuck did Batman get that? And, you know, it's 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 absurd, right? But it's fun. I like is Val funny. Kilmer as Batman a lot. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, absolutely. I had a huge crush on Alicia Silverstone as, as a kid. And so that was fun. But She's not um, in forever, is she? Uh,
2: she's in Batman and Robin.
1: Yes. Nicole Kidman was in forever yes she's the love interest right correct it's poison ivy right no that's, no, that's uh uma no, thurman, no. thurman
0: later yeah uma thurman yeah, yeah yeah
1: no she was a i oh, forgot K- nicole kidman katie was in Vic, it or not katie vick uh katie Vale, <laughs> I something Vale. Don't, i don't remember she's like a reporter i think in the Batman. vicky Vale. Vale. as i was gonna yeah. say no in yeah. comic books it'd be a v vicky Vale. Um, yeah it's vicky Vale. you're right but, uh, Katie Vick is a really notorious wrestling character. That is, uh, if anyone if anyone watches wrestling and knows Katie Vick, they are laughing right now because that is horrid.
0: Any K. Fabulous uh, radio fans listening will get a chuckle
1: go go on the k famous uh, i don't know if it exists anymore we had a, a facebook page where i made someone watch that segment the katie vick segment and it's maybe the funniest thing i've ever put on the video before because it's this poor girl going oh, what is happening what is happening why are we doing I've seen this that video that is funny
2: <laughs> but um just i i love jim carrey as the joker i think that he riddler or, I'm sorry the Riddler yes uh, I think that he was just perfectly cast mm-hmm. and he was bizarre and weird I hate Tommy, G- Lee, G- Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face so much but like it's also like got this fun quirk to it where he's like turning side to side facing the camera and shit and I, I love his like the, again, the set design and pretty much every Batman movie fucking rocks. Remember his lair where he's got like, yes, the dominatrix on the, his burn yeah. side and like the little angel woman on the other side. Like yes. It's so
0: weird. I love it. I love it. I, I love the, all the whole color palette. Um, of the Joel Schumacher movies is amazing. It's especially like the little neon gangs that they fight. Yeah. Do you remember that scene in Batman and Robin? They fight these like neon skeleton yeah, gangs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just think that's neat. It's like Gotham's this fucking Mad Max crazy place, and the people, people like Batman exist. And rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I like that about it. And, and they might just be kids' movies, which is why I liked them so much as a kid. Mm. Um, but I, I agree with you, Andy. Steve what is your I don't know what number I keep jumping around because so
2: that one was my number
0: four and we already got I already four. did my four what's your so four my four was Batman Returns okay
1: okay so we're on the five
0: yeah my so, five is Batman the original 1989
1: my number five is Dark Knight Rises okay. Um also my five. it is hands down my least favorite Nolan one by a significant margin I, I actually do not like this movie yet but I put it above the other ones because I feel like eh, it's better filmmaking than the other ones but mm-hmm. um, I just think Like a lot of people tell me like, oh, like Alex, he's been on the show. We had a brief. Yes, yeah, ex- I was. A-
0: I wanted him as a guest on this show because yeah. so he could defend that.
1: Because he that he insanity. loves Dark Night Rises, and he he was trying to tell me like, oh, have you seen it recently? It actually ages pretty well, uh, much better. Than I. And I was like, honestly, yeah, I watched it three months ago. I still hate it. Wow. Um, yeah. I just don't think it's constructed well. There's a lot of really weird plot holes in that movie that just kind of ruined the ending for me. Um, I don't like Anne Hathaway as. Catwoman. Marion Cotillard crushes it though. Is she, is she better than Halle Berry? You, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Tali Al Ghul?
0: Yeah. Um, but her death awful. scene is absurd. It is. Have you watched it recently? No. <laughs> she's just like straight, like,
3: eh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there, everybody in
1: that scene is an Oscar winning actor. All right. All three of them. And there's just, she's terrible. Like, eh. uh, but I, I do, things I do like about that movie is I honestly do think, t- um, Bane is great, even though, like, you can... The voice is a meme at this point, but I you do think... You merely
0: adapted the darkness. I was born, born to in it. it. Molded by it. <laughs> that would be very dangerous
3: for you.
1: Painful. That was great. That was great. <laughs> no, Painful, I, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's fantastic. Like, he, <laughs> like the voice is, like... <laughs> Unique for sure, yeah, yeah, and you can definitely make fun of it, but like he's still like a menacing presence, and like the, the lines fact of that dialogue they, he has
0: is great. They use that timbre, that voice in the Harley Quinn cartoon yeah. it ruins it for me though, because he's so fucking funny. Why, Why did you, don't you all get a chair? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what are we doing? <laughs> you stole my chicken. I ordered the chicken. You you asked for the beef. <laughs> it's, have you seen that yet, Andy? Oh uh,
2: yeah, I watched like the first season. It's, it's fucking so hysterical. Good.
1: this is the second season where they go to Bane's like rehab and it's the pit and he's like welcome to the pit (laughs) (laughs) we will have arts and crafts at four (laughs) the pit yeah dark knight rises not a fan of it uh i i it's my the the one i watched the least but That's, you respect it
2: that opening scene though, where they have the plane jacking and yes. they, like turn it upside down and the wings get ripped off aiden gillen's like why do you wear the mask and shit like that or yeah. who is bane why does he wear the mask and dude that opening scene like i got so because i was so high everybody was coming off the high of the dark knight when Dark Knight Rises comes out, they're like, "Oh my fucking god, let's go!" In that opening scene, I'm like, "They're doing it! They're doing it, guys! Like they're topping <laughs> it!" And they didn't, obviously. Like <laughs> ultimately, it. but like in the and theater, you got to remember like,
0: too. I mean, obviously, Heath Ledger was a that was an unexpected tragedy, and we mm-hmm. can only imagine what would have transpired with with more of the Joker and yeah. Oh, and he for sure would have. Was. He
1: for sure would have been killian Murphy's role in that movie. He would have been the the judge character. Yeah. That 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 screams joker to me. And would have been a much bigger part, I would assume. Yeah, for sure. So I mean he you know, they they adapted and did what they could
0: and um it is what it is at this point. Um so where are we at now? Number six. Something like that. My number six, as I said, is Batman Forever. Andy, what's your number six? Did Andy give
2: his number five? Uh my five was also Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay. Uh my number six is Batman Returns. Uh, okay. just, I haven't seen it in a very long time, so sure. I, mean, I remember it being weird and funny and Danny DeBito creeping me out as a kid. There's uh, a lot of penguins, man. I remember he had like an umbrella gun or something.
1: Uh, oh, 100% had an umbrella sure gun. That's, that's, that's the penguins move, baby. <laughs> that's <laughs> iconic. What's your number six, Steve? Uh, my number six is Batman Forever damn um, the disrespect <laughs> hey you know of all the schumacher ones i think that one's the best uh i i the the thing that schumacher's movies to me like the reason why they're so much lower is because it becomes just like the showcase of the villains like when yes. you think of those movies you don't remember batman or what he's doing or you know or which actor played him. or which actor played him you you remember oh forever oh that's the one when jim carrey's the dope ass joker and tom lee jones is also Riddler. there riddler but he would but he's basically the joker right he's basically the joker just saying riddle me this riddle me that he's the he's the joker who loves queries um and the the, the, the other behind the scenes story about that movie that, that bums me out is uh have you heard this andy where uh jim carrey was like so excited to be working with tommy lee jones because I guess he thought Tommy Lee Jones was like an inspir- he's like oh, that's a great actor I'm so excited to be working so he much with him. Shit all over him and Tommy Lee Jones like he went over to him and said basically that like, I'm so excited to work with you I respect you so much and Tommy Lee Jones like you're a clown and I don't respect anything you do and like was such a just colossal dick to him from wow. the jump and it bums me out because like Tommy Lee Jones you ain't really doing that you're just trying to out carry Jim Carrey in that movie <laughs> That's yeah. basically what Two-Face is it's just I'm also crazy <laughs> and it- it's two characters that are just trying to outcraze each other the whole time. But speaking of big bummers that make you sad, have you guys heard now?
0: I'm just gonna oh, The boy. In a <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So I, I was reading on Twitter the other day. It's a very sad story. Charlie Cox. Have you seen this? He went. To,
1: oh, yeah. He went to
0: the Spider-Man No Way Home premiere. And he was so excited to see himself and he was like hidden and he wanted to see what the audience would do when he was confirmed to be in the film. When he was finally revealed, would they scream and shout and clap and glee as they did in my theater? And, mine, they were. and mine. It was dead silent. Oh, His brutal. wife was filming him. When it was about to happen to oh, see man. his reaction to their reaction and there was nothing he told this story and i got so mad at that invisible crowd in my mind yeah he seems like such a sweet man and He's i wanted such to, an angel i wanted to defend him i'm like tweeting furiously i
1: screamed
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all scream for ice cream and charlie cox
1: someone on twitter was like you better cheer for charlie cox yeah. charlie cox is a saint for sure i can't believe that people didn't that was the premiere." Yes. And nobody reacted to that. That's no reaction. nuts. Yeah. Cause my, I saw Spider Man, no, or uh, Homecoming. What is it? No way no home. Way home. Something, something, I saw something. No Way home something, something three home. times in the theater and <laughs> all three times got a reaction. Wow. I love that Andy said something, something home
0: <laughs> as a joke in the first episode that i wasn't on and ever since then steve has never known the fucking title even though steve was like mock offended that andy did that
1: it's a terrible title it's a terrible that's why i can't remember it because it's a terrible title structure why do you sound like the kid from the goonies right now because that's what this movie does
0: to me i can't even do it because it's rude okay uh what is our number seven
2: uh here's what's so, gonna
0: okay i remember at the beginning i said we would all have the same number one and the same number eight okay. so your number seven will reveal if i am correct andy what is your seven this is um batman v superman i was wrong i thought we would all rank that dead last steve did you put that in there because it's got better special effects than Batman and Robin? No, I put Batman and Robin as my yeah, because <laughs> fuck Batman v Superman. You know what's yeah. fucked up is
2: I actually have Batman and Robin above it, and then I looked at it, and when you asked me just now, I changed my mind. Really? Yeah, what? I was like, you know what? I it I it kind of has a bad rap, but it's not that bad. It's bad. It's bad. So Even I watched director's it. Cut?
0: I watched it recently. The ultimate edition purely because they, everybody said like, it's a, it's an editing issue. Like check out the director's cut. And I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> okay. It's fucking bad. Damn. Okay. Martha.
1: So, so it, it came down to either of those two movies. One was going to be last. Yeah. And I thought, which one am I more likely to watch and have a good time watching? Exactly. It's Batman and Robin every time because exactly. Batman versus Superman is so fucking serious and full of itself. And it's so colorless and blah. And Jesse Eisenberg's doing something with his hair. I hated him in that movie. And
0: I really, really like him, typically yeah like I w- i've been wanting to rewatch. now you see me
2: a bunch i really want to rewatch batman and robin because like i feel like all of my 90s batman memories are primarily chill out chill out <laughs> now i all remember ice like puns oh, i love it <laughs> there's the ice puns there's the ice skating fight which is badass the uh, nipples on the bat suit it was that only in batman and robin
1: yeah yeah oh, bat
2: okay bat nipples Does
1: batman, uh is it forever batman robin where he has the bat visa it's Batman and Robin. He has the bat visa and goes, never leave home without it. And it's like the most blatant, uh, <laughs> product placement ever. It's awesome. <laughs> never leave home without it. Wink. But he, oh no, I'm sorry. He says never leave the cave without it. That's what, that's what he says. <laughs> Jesus. God crazy. damn it. I remember
0: Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy doing the poison kiss and his big reveal was that he had like, Fake lips, antidote, chapstick on, <laughs> and he peels it off like. Ha! I knew I was going to make out with you. <laughs> I was wearing
1: lip condoms. Ha <laughs> ha! Never leave the cave without them. <laughs> yeah, and it's a Trojan symbol. <laughs> I remember that movie also had the. Uh, there was some weird band that made a, a Poison Ivy song on the spot when she enters the like gotham philanthropy thing it's like poison ivy (laughs) 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 and there's this and everyone's just looking at her in love like oh she's so beautiful Uh, it's such a weird movie you know what
2: i have to say though it to defend myself in putting batman b superman above it even though like in my actual list i have batman b superman last i changed my mind ben affleck is a really good bruce wayne in that movie, yes. In that movie, at mm-hmm. least. Like, fuck Snyder Cut. And Justice League, he's not. Justice League and yeah. all of that. In this, it's really good. And I do kind of like like the dynamic that they went for. Like, that he is this protector of the city that sees this dude as an alien invader. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I, I like what they were going for. But it is, like, a colorless, heartless you know, terrible fucking film. And I just genuinely don't like Zack Snyder movies in general, except for Sucker Punch. That movie's badass. Um, Zack
1: Snyder must be stopped. 300? 300.
2: 300. 300's pretty. I haven't watched that in a long time. So Watchmen? Been, no. I like Watchmen. Now that I've read the book,
0: the show's not as great. Zack Although Snyder's I feel like it has
2: the better ending. It's terrible.
0: It's phenomenal. Uh, Wait, what? Zack Snyder's Justice League is a phenomenal film. No. Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't think that movie actually exists. I have it on Blu-ray. Hey, did uh, did Zack Snyder's Justice League get nominated for any Oscars this year? I don't think so. that was a joke. But Don't Look Up is 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 eligible for Best Picture, which I mean I like that movie, but that is That's crazy. wild, That's bonker. And Tick Tick Boom is not. That's yeah. just insane. And Andrew Garfield's not nominated for Best Actor. He is. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was I was okay. led. I hope led he wins. Astray. I
0: think Will Smith deserves it, but I would love it if Andrew Garfield won. Mm-hmm. Andy who's Andy who's so that's our batman rankings i was pretty much right andy kind of backed out the last second but we I did put the same it. eight and the same number one as predicted yeah. i curveballed yeah and lego batman <laughs> you lied. that's what you did
1: <laughs> lied. lego batman all right number mr one. president
0: so here let's do this we'll end the show with this I'm, I'm curious where you guys think where do you think on that list the batman where do you predict it will land That's on your Batman rankings. I'm going to guess. I don't even have to look.
2: I'm going to guess it is going to land around number three. Number three.
0: So below Batman Begins and Dark Knight for you. Correct. Steven?
1: uh, Same. Three or four. Okay. Um, There's a couple things in the trailer that make me a little like, ooh, I hope that doesn't go that way that I'm thinking it's going, but we'll see. I got a hot take here. Number one? I think it'll be number one. Which is saying a lot. That is saying a shitload. I have complete faith in Matt Reeves. I love. For people who don't know, what's Matt Reeves' pedigree? Well, his
0: most he's most famous for his Dawn and War of the Planet of the Apes adaptations. He did two and three of the Planet of the Apes trilogy. The two the best, best ones, and they are not they're not just the best ones because that makes it sound like for a Planet of the Apes movie, it's fire. But they're, they're great. They're movies. phenomenal. They're phenomenal films to the point where I was shooketh like because I had no expectation that they would be that good. Um, And I I think his sensibility uh, with this particular story, meaning Batman, is going to be well-received and it's going to fit perfectly with his sensibilities. And he, he has said that oh, this is a really sad Batman movie. And of course, all the critics that are so sick of Snyder are like, "Fucking kill me. But <laughs> honestly, the, the character of Batman is a tragic, yeah. dark, sad story. He's an unhappy, unfulfilled hero. Who's tortured. Uh, and it, it is what it is. If you're a Batman fan, you know that, and it's never going to be as fun as Spider-Man. It just ain't going to be, no. um, or it's not, True to the character. And so I'm, I'm okay with that. I think Robert Pattinson is the best cast choice for something like that. Uh, and this is again, this is a year one Batman. So this is, uh, or year two, let's say. So he doesn't know how to pull his punches yet. He goes too far. He's going to make immoral decisions and choices. He's still coming into his own. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. Colin Farrell looks like he's having a fucking blast. Uh,
1: as the penguin and that, that's a casting he was choice. Completely different, which Yeah, that's a casting choice that blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. when when someone told me, Oh, you see that? That's that's Colin Farrell, I was like, bullshit. No uh-huh. way. So with that being said, did you name drop Paul Dano yet?
0: Because hey, Yeah, Paul Dano? I mean, yeah, he's a I did not, but that's a huge factor, right? Yeah. The Riddler. And I think the Riddler's an interesting character. They're doing some weird things, but this looks like Arkham Knight the movie to me, the way the color palette and the way the characters act and look. And I am fucking all about that because I love those games. I, I think that is the most, uh, you know, source material, accurate picture of these characters that's ever been put into any other medium mm-hmm. is the Arkham game series. And I'm really, really excited to see it. Uh, I got my premiere night tickets with Andy. And uh, yeah, you... I think I'm just I'm, I'm, I think it'll be number one. That's my that's my that's I hope move, it Cotton. is, man. Right. I mean, we all hope it succeeds. Yeah, of course. Like nobody's gonna like. Well,
2: that's not true. There are chuds out there that are like, <laughs> "Fuck that movie. I hope it fails." Yeah, but
0: there's a lot of Marvel fanboys already. Yeah.
1: Release the Snyder Cut again. <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it again. It's out. Just buy the Blu-ray. No, no. <laughs>
1: Do it again, Zack Snyder. For whatever reason, we are <laughs> beholden to this. Recut it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really excited. I think that that wraps up our show. Right.
0: Right, take I suppose. All right, that's all the time we have for this week. My name is Chris, Mr. President. My name is Andy, and I'm Batman. My name is Mr. President, and this was Streaming Things.